This is episode number 144 with Ben Greenfield. New concepts and ideas to help you reach your full potential. Success 101 Podcast. Welcome to the Success 101 Podcast. This is your host, Jared Warren. At each episode, my goal is to bring you a new concept or idea to help you maximize your full potential. Thanks for joining me here today. Now let's kick things off. Hey guys, welcome back to the Success 101 podcast. I am so fired up that we are now in 2017 and cannot wait to reveal the lineup of guests that we've got coming for you on the Success 101 podcast, as well as the live episodes that will be coming out, the quick hit success episodes that I've got coming up this year, and the coaching to success episodes. It is going to be an amazing year for my listeners and the Success 101 podcast, and I'm so excited to be here on the journey with you guys as we all look toward higher levels of peak performance and reaching our maximum potential each day. Today's episode is brought to you by the best tasting greens juice powder on the planet. No, seriously, I'm not kidding. Organifi's green juice. If you guys haven't seen this out there, it's time that you did. It's coconut and ashwagandha infused, and it's gently dried as a superfood mix. Non-GMO, gluten-free, soy-free, all organic. It is truly amazing. It has a ton of great natural greens included in this mix. As I mentioned, ashwagandha, turmeric, wheatgrass, beets, lemon, coconut water, mint, spirulina, chlorella. I could go on and on. So here's the deal, guys. You can get the benefits of green juicing with all organic ingredients and ingredients that you're not likely going to go want to buy as one-offs because it would be really hard to find or really expensive. You can do that here with Organifi's green juice without the hassle and the mess. Here's what I want you guys to do as we start off 2017. Head over to Organifi.com and enter the code SUCCESS101. That's all you have to do. Go to Organifi.com, click on their green juice powder, and enter the code SUCCESS101 in order to get a big discount on their green juice. Guys, I'm telling you, it's amazing. You've got to go try it. I was blown away by how great it tastes and how many ingredients are packed in there. Hey guys, I'm also so excited to release my 13-week mastermind program that's coming up around the book From Success to Significance that I had a chance to write with my good friend Curtis Estes this year. I'm going to send you guys out a copy of the book if you're part of the mastermind program, and we're going to go through both group and one-on-one sessions throughout the month over the next 13 weeks in order to realize your best future ever through the vision building exercises that I'm going to take you guys through and just creating a bigger future for you by being intentional of creating a life by design instead of a life by default. If you're interested in signing on to the 13-week coaching mastermind class, please send my team an email to info at success 101 podcast and somewhere in the body of the email put that you're interested in the 13-week class. We will get a book right out to you guys and I cannot wait to see who we have in the class that will start up at the end of January. Now, I'm excited for what 2017 is going to bring for you guys and the Success 101 podcast and wanted to kick it off with an awesome episode to help us all reach higher levels of maximum performance. And there is no better person to bring your way than the one and only Ben Greenfield. 
For those of you who don't know who Ben is, he's an expert in human performance and nutrition. He is the podcast out there that doctors are tuning in on to listen to what they need to be hearing. He was voted America's top personal trainer and one of the globe's most influential people in health and fitness. He knows so much more than almost anyone I can bring to you guys on the show about how to optimize physical and mental performance, and I wanted to get him out to you guys as the first episode of 2017. We're going to talk a lot about detox and getting rid of toxins, both intracellular toxin buildup and why those things take a little more of a scientific approach to eliminate at times than just eating clean and healthy or drinking a lot of water. We're also going to talk through why using some natural dietary detox methods can actually hurt you rather than help you if you don't implement them the right way. We'll talk through why it's important to clue in on metal detoxing. A lot of you out there are stressed. You don't feel well throughout the year. You're being exposed to tons of metals in your system and don't even realize it. And we'll talk through how metals can keep our bodies from peak and mental performance. Also getting out of brain fog and why that is so extremely important when it comes to metal detoxing as well as talking through a new formula of detox that I was turned on to through Ben's show called Cyto Detox. We dive into telomeres and why shortening telomeres can cause aging faster and how we can combat premature aging in our bodies due to stress and fatigue and lack of sleep and how telomeres could be the key to helping us feel better for much longer and really eliminate the signs of those of us who are aging faster than we should be in our young bodies. For guys, we touch on testosterone, how to get more testosterone, how to build testosterone, why a lack of testosterone might be keeping us from where we want to be in performance levels, and also fatigue. Also pick Ben's brain on inflammation and breathing and how we can use breath work techniques for lowering cortisol in our bodies, which is the stress hormone, and how that will help us get to higher levels of peak performance. I'm so excited to bring this episode to you guys today as we kick off 2017 and strive for higher levels of peak performance. So without any further delay, let's jump right into my conversation with Ben Greenfield. Hey, Ben, welcome to the Success 101 podcast. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing awesome, man. Thanks for having me on. Man, it's an honor to have you on. I followed your work for quite a while and just your, I guess, your attempt to basically become superhuman. Uh, and just, I love watching some of the stuff that you do because I can relate to it so much out there. And I think so many guys that tune in to my podcast and listen in on what I'm doing, they're going to gravitate so well with your message today, especially the ones that have heard you before but the ones who haven't as well, because I want to just deep dive. I'm going to go a little off the beaten path here today. And, you know, if you guys don't know about Ben Greenfield, go to his website, go to his podcast. You can find out a lot about him. But for the time we have here today, I want to maximize it. And I want to just bullet point highlight some of the things that I know my listeners are going to get a lot out of today. And, you know, people who are in highly active roles, people who are dealing with stress and pressure and brain fog and all of those things that can, you know, keep us from being awesome and keep us from performing at our best. I know you've basically dedicated your life to, uh, like I said, becoming superhuman or being a superhero and all the testing and sort of things that you do. In fact, I was telling somebody the other day, I was saying something, Ben Greenfield this or Ben Greenfield that, and they said, oh, he's a doctor. And I said, no, he's the guy that has all the doctors on his podcast, and they go on and on about how much they've learned from him. I loved your episode with uh, Mercola that you had and, and all that. So it's great oh, to yeah, have you on. And uh, 
Yeah, he's all y'all covered some just some awesome stuff. But he's one of the examples. I mean, this guy's revered worldwide for some of the stuff that he does. And I heard him say probably four times in that episode, I come here to get advice from you. So it just speaks to your uh, your testing and your authority on everything. So the first one, Ben, that I would love to start off with that I think could give our listeners a lot of help is detox. I know you're real big on that and mainly detox around brain fog issues and really what I would call cell sabotage which is basically going to keep us at lower levels of what we need to do each day. So when it comes to detox, helping us feel better each day, so many people know nothing about it. So many people are wandering around out there in brain fog. And uh, and I know you've talked a lot about it. Talk to us a little bit about what true detox at the cellular level means to you and just some ways that we can better ourselves by being aware of it and what we can do to get in a state of detox and feel better. Well, detoxification is kind of a, a term that I think is is thrown around a, a little bit too much these days. Yeah, in terms of it, uh, it being overused term, shall we say, uh, in in the health realm. And you know, the idea is that your liver and your kidneys actually do a pretty good job detoxifying your body. Those are your natural detoxification organs. And if you're in a situation where you've got uh, adequate uh, precursors for detoxification, like for example, you know, large intake of cruciferous vegetables, uh, adequate presence of uh, magnesium and minerals, and even uh, you know uh, things like uh, superoxide dismutase and glutathione, which we get from not only sulfur-based compounds such as eggs or cruciferous vegetables, but also in, in some cases from, you know, some of the supplements that are out there that are like glutathione precursors, etc. The thing is, uh, you can you can do a pretty good job detoxifying. Now, often you need to combine having the proper nutrients present with the proper movement for especially lymph flow. Now, what I mean by that is that you need to be doing things that will allow for the lymph and the blood to flow. And there are traditional things that you can do that would be considered like Eastern medicine techniques, such as like dry skin brushing is one popular example. I'm also a fan of things like rebounding and infrared therapy and things like that for, for improving lymph flow. Some people think that stuff is kind of silly, but it can actually, uh, it can actually work. So in terms of detoxification, you know, those are the biggies. But then, you know, in many cases, folks who have accumulated high amounts of toxins or metals, they, they wind up having uh, intracellular toxin buildup that requires a little bit more of a scientific approach to detoxification. And this is important because when you remove toxins from the body, they tend to flow based on an osmotic gradient, meaning that they will flow from areas of high concentration of toxins to areas of low concentration of toxins. And so, for example, if you detox your body and you release, let's say you lyse a lot of fat cells from infrared sauna and fasting and niacin, and maybe you're taking you know a bunch of detoxification supplements, those wind up in your bloodstream. And in many cases, unless they're bound or chelated, they're able to cross the blood-brain barrier and they're able to go where the area of lower toxin or lower metal uh, presence would be, and that would be the brain. And so you get a lot of brain fog issues and mood issues, and you can cause damage detoxifying the wrong way by just taking a boatload of detoxification supplements in the absence of chelators and just kind of like, you know, putting together your own detoxification rodeo, so to speak. Whereas what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to uh, detoxify the brain first, followed by um, detoxify the body first, followed by the brain so that you, you set up the proper gradients. And there's, there's a guy I interviewed on my podcast named Dr. Dan Pompa, 
who's a real expert in cellular detoxification. He even has supplements. Like there's one that we talked about on the show called Cyto, C-Y-T-O, um, Cyto Detox, which when packaged with, uh, you know, he has a whole cellular detox program. But I mean, it's, you know, it's a full, you know, anywhere from months to three months, depending on how much time that you have on it, where you go through and you do a, a full-on detoxification protocol in that manner. So, so Ben, yeah. I'll stop you right there if you don't mind. That's where I basically found out about Cyto Detox, went and grabbed a bottle, I think, as soon as I heard your show, uh, just because there were so many compelling reasons on there. I know he was uh, he had developed what he would call extremely toxic cells, despite being a very athletic, I think, mountain biker and the five R's he talked about in that podcast of yours of fixing those cells. And so I went and grabbed a bottle and I was prepared for basically to be curled up in a bed for about three days based on your experience. And I thought it was very interesting because I started using Cyto Detox and I noticed very, very quickly, the very first day I used it, I noticed differences, but it never impacted me the way that it did you. So for those listeners out there who might go grab a bottle of Cyto Detox, in fact, I'm not joking, I just ordered my second bottle yesterday. Um, but for those out there listening that might go grab a bottle of that to detox and feel better, why do you think, and I won't hold your feet to the fire on this answer, you may not know, but why do you think your body responded to it, someone who's way healthier than I am, responded to it so differently where you basically kind of put a, put the world of hurt on you. And with me, I really never missed a beat whatsoever. And I'll explain kind of what I felt here in just a second. But why do you think that might be? Well, I mean, it might be just because I was more toxic than you. That's, that's certainly one potential consideration here. It may also be, you know, it's possible that it may also be simply because, you know, I, I had uh, like a, a faster detoxification or, or more efficient detoxification you know, that that's also possible just due to metabolic changes. It could be, you know, differences in hydration between the two of us. I mean, I honestly feel that different people are going to respond differently based on everything from genetics to, you know, things that you can test for, right? Like endogenous antioxidant production. You can actually get tested for that. You know, that, that's just a basic genetic test, really. You can see how much endogenous glutathione or superoxide dismutase or some of these other things that you produce. I know that, that I personally have tested quite high for endogenous antioxidant production. So, you know, it is possible that, that that may have something to do with it. I mean, there's a lot of considerations there, you know, and unknowns, I must admit. But I have noticed that different people will respond differently based on their specific toxin profile and what they've built up. And, you know, I, I don't I also don't know your health history. You know, I don't know how much you, you travel or how much, you know, brake dust you get exposed to or how, you know, what kind of water you're drinking, you know, that, that kind of stuff. But I certainly know that that prior to going through something like that, you know, I personally tested a little bit high in things like lead and and iron and mercury um, and manganese. And, you know, so so so, yeah, it's it's uh, it's possible that, um, you know, we're just different bodies, different folks, different structure, different folks. Yeah, that's so interesting. Just knowing the type of guy you are, how healthy you are, how in shape you are. I know that you probably hydrate way more than I do. That's always been a vice of mine that it sounds so silly, but I need to drink a lot more water. You work out a lot more than I do. You probably eat a lot cleaner than I do, even though I try and have tried to turn that around. So I actually started it on the weekend because I was prepared to be just laid up in bed and I wanted to get through it. But just the brain fog that I've experienced the last two years and just not feeling great, I knew without being a doctor or a health nut or anything like that early in life, I just knew there's some detox stuff going on here. Of course, I can eat my vegetables and I can eat certain things. I know you've talked about before certain vegetables, the health world claims should detox you really doesn't grab and bind to those toxins the way that it should. Others do. And so I thought, man, I'm if Ben's hurting, I'm going to be hurting really bad. And I, I I didn't miss a beat. I know you had to cut back on your dosage, you said in your podcast, and I was able to start with the 10 drops it recommends. 
And probably by day two or three, I was going up to 20, 25 drops a day and, and never missed a beat and used the whole bottle. So I noticed it did make me sleep a lot better. Uh, it was very hard to wake up every morning, and I haven't had that issue uh, for a while. Very rested sleep, I found, but it was very hard to wake up. I noticed that from day one. It does recommend that you use things like glutathione, which I've been using Bulletproof's glutathione for a while. You may have others out there you recommend. I know you've talked about curcumin before, which I love natural stacks, uh, curcumin and charcoal and uh, and all of that. But uh, what are some other things as far as charcoal, curcumin, glutathione, any of that that we can be using each day and build in our routine to help uh, with the detox issues that we're talking about here? Well, you know, that's one of the issues that I kind of kind of got, got into just a little bit ago is that if you're just using like chlorella and cilantro and charcoal willy-nilly without actually doing things, you know, in a little bit more scientific manner, you can actually, uh, you know, mess yourself up if you're doing too many of those type of compounds, those type of things. However, at the same time, small amounts of things that we know will naturally give the body the ability to detoxify or give the liver the ability to engage in phase one and phase two detoxification, not only uh, creating the detoxification scenario, but also binding and removing toxins. That is prudent. And there are natural things that you can include in your diet. Cilantro and parsley are two perfect examples of herbs that you can just include on a regular basis on your in your diet. I'm not talking about like juicing, you know, 10 pounds of cilantro <laughs> and, and drinking that in sure. the same way that I wouldn't endorse like, you know, eating a giant, uh, you know, brisket of activated charcoal, you know, on a daily basis. But, you know, doing things like including cilantro and parsley, uh, doing things like supplementing with chlorella, again, not overdosing with chlorella, but using like, like an algae-based chlorella. When you know that you've eaten something like, let's say, sushi, that does have a lot of potential, you know, metals and, you know, hundreds and thousands of, of parasites and all sorts of interesting things in it, could be a good idea to take a little bit of that activated charcoal, so it really depends, you know, and you have to be smart. You know, for example, when you use activated charcoal, it will not only bind toxins, but bind just about anything else in your bloodstream. So you shouldn't necessarily combine that with, say, uh, supplementation. So, yeah, that's kind of the issue that you need to be careful with. I've heard you say before that metal detoxing, even though there's metal all around and you said you tested higher for lead and things like that, you I've heard on a few talks I think you gave, you only do that about once a year and you can get away with feeling great just by doing it once a year, whereas some people may need it more. Is that true? I hope I'm not butchering that. For metal detoxification specifically, what I do is I go through a protocol that, that's actually Dr. David Minkoff's protocol. It's this stuff called Metal Free I talk about it a little bit at bengreenfieldfitness.com in a podcast I did with Dr. Minkoff, but it's just like a sublingual spray that binds and chelates heavy metals in a, in a kind of natural and not too damaging of a format and then simply removes them from the body without giving you, you know, you don't have to go out and do a bunch of enemas and stuff like that. It's just kind of a passive detox. And that's a that's a good way to go for for just like a, an easy detox. Um and yeah, I just do that once a year for about 30 days just to cover my bases because frankly everything from Chinese toys to car keys to to brake dust and beyond does have um, toxins in it. So, so yeah. Yeah, I think it was Dr. Pompa on your podcast talking about how even the metal in our fillings, they could do tests and see those vaporizing and, and you know, under certain conditions and that metal is going to your brain in different places. And I was blown away. I mean, I had no idea. I went to a business partner of mine and told him all about it after I heard the uh, podcast. And he's like, oh, yeah, 10 years ago. I had all metal fillings removed from my mouth for that reason. I mean, there's just so much out there that could make us feel better that people are just wandering around out there not knowing that we can do these certain things. And uh, 
and, and get better. Since you really started been down the detox path, and then we'll jump onto another subject here. Uh, but since you started down the detox path and really studying and testing all of this, other than just feeling better, can you measure some significant differences in your performance and your health and anything that you can point to that you know happens because of the detox measures you're taking? Well, something like detox, typically what you're going to notice is a little less brain fog because you do have um, a little bit better blood flow to the brain, better neural function when your your brain isn't clouded by a lot of the things that we know can kind of cloud brain function, you know, like, uh, you know, mercury um, is one perfect example of that and, and other heavy metals. You know, you also notice better brain performance because your your gut is typically operating a little bit better. Um, in many cases, when you detox, you're cleaning out things like yeast and fungus and, uh, you know, dysbiosis and some things that can, that can cause issues in terms of neurotransmitter production in the gut. So, you tend to think more clearly. Um, you tend to sleep a little bit more deeply. Those are the two biggies, really, that I notice. And then as far as, like, aesthetic appearances, you tend to have, you know, better, more clean-appearing skin, hair, nails, things along those lines. And as far as performance goes, I can't say that I notice a distinct improvement in, like, performance or VO2 max or lactate threshold or anything like that from detoxification. Um, and then, of course, I keep my fingers crossed that it might be increasing the rate at which my telomeres shorten and having an anti-aging effect. But that is still something that's, that's right. very difficult to quantify these days. So are you taking anything uh, specifically for telomeres and telomere lengthening, things like that, that are going to help long term? I know I know we're branching off into that here, but I'd love to know based on everything you test, if you're doing anything specifically for that. Oh, there, there's quite a bit that can be done for that. Quite a bit. Um, I'm sorry, just as far as a supplement specifically geared toward telomere uh, improvement. Well, you know, any, anything that's like a precursor or can cause increased levels of nicotinamide adenine dinucleotide in the blood, uh, also known as NAD, is uh, pretty potent at um, at decreasing the rate of which telomeres shorten. And this is why we see companies like Elysium coming out with a supplement like uh, like Basis, or we see you know pe- people um, taking you know trips to like NAD injection clinics, and you know, like this is probably one of the sexier anti aging strategies that's out there nowadays there are there are many many of them we could probably talk for hours about all the different anti-aging strategies but the idea is that you can you can approximate many of these same nad precursors by eating a lot of sirtuin rich foods this would be things like green tea blueberries dark chocolates uh, a little bit of of tannic tea or red wine um that's sirtuin s-i-r-t-u-i-n you can also uh what i use is this stuff called paudiarco bark tea p-a-u-d-a-r-c-o bark tea and you can ferment that you know just for for overnight in a jar like a glass mason jar and then you can blend that in a blender with a good fat to create a phospholipid like a you know like a, a soy lecithin is, a, is an example of like a, a fat that you can use that has like some some phosphatidyl type of compounds in it and you, you blend that and then you strain it and you've got some some pretty decent nad precursors similar to what you might get from a more expensive type of supplement um, those are good. Sirtuin rich foods are good. Um, anything that, that approximates something similar to the diabetic drug metformin is good. I don't use metformin. I use one, uh, there's just basically a bitter melon extract that acts very, very similar to metformin in terms of its blood glucose lowering, um, and anti-aging properties. And that's also mixed with, uh, what I use with that is like a rock lotus extract is what it's called, which is actually very good. Speaking of liver detoxification for, uh, liver health. And that's just basically like a, like a, a supplement. The one that I use is called MPX and that it's bitter melon extract and rock lotus. I use that powdery or bark tea. I, I eat a lot of sirtuin rich foods. Those are some of the biggies that I use for, for, I guess what you would call, you know, 
anti-aging, you know, in addition to just mild hormetic stressors every day, right? Like every day I have access to cold uh, heat, going slightly anaerobic during exercise, exposure to UVA and UVB radiation, exposure to, to far infrared and near infrared radiation, you know, anything that presents the body but with mild hormetic stressors like that can have a pretty potent kind of anti-aging effect as well. And while we're talking about cold and hot, my next topic was going to be testosterone. Uh, so many guys out there that I talk to have or have found out that they have extremely low testosterone. They're moody, they're irritable, they're just tired and exhausted all the time. And I know that cold exposure is one of the top ways and the easiest ways that you can use to build testosterone or so I've heard. I've never tested that in myself or gone and, and gotten tested, but I primarily want to talk about just handling stress and bleeding that into low testosterone or building testosterone as far as like cortisol decrease and adrenal fatigue. I know that uh, one of your early podcasts I heard a while back was digging into the hidden causes. There was like five hidden causes of fatigue. And just what are the early signs that someone may have incredibly, not incredibly low, but just low testosterone? And what do we do to try to, you know, hack those methods to feel better as high performance men and women? Because I know women deal with it as well. Sure. For testosterone, you know, the big variable is just adequate fat intake from foods, which is pretty easily attainable through, you know, the use of eggs with egg yolks and creams and coconut milks, olive oil, grass-fed beef, you know, things like that. But, but there are a lot of micronutrient deficiencies that tend to fly under the radar when it comes to maximizing testosterone production that, you know, any number of these herbal compounds that contain like tribulus and bulbine and, and horny goat weed and all these other things that are being sold to folks um, don't address specifically things that have been clinically shown when in low amounts to cause a decrease in testosterone. Not a lot of people have like a, a horny goat weed deficiency, but when you look at uh, some other compounds that are very important for testosterone production, specifically uh, the following zinc, vitamin D, magnesium, and creatine. Those are four biggies that a lot of people are simply deficient in. And so they're not able to produce adequate testosterone, both men and women. Um, zinc and magnesium can be had through mineral-rich produce as well as through supplementation with zinc and magnesium. Creatine through meat intake and also through approximately about 5 grams of, of creatine each day. Um, vitamin D through high intake of, of fat-soluble vitamin-based sources as well as, you know, especially in the, in the colder winter months or when you don't have a lot of access to sun exposure, uh, supplementation with things like vitamin D and vitamin K. So those would be some of the biggies when it comes to testosterone. Now, now, of course, sleep recovery, et cetera, is all important. But I'd say paying attention to some of the micronutrients that, that a lot of people aren't getting is also uh, pretty dang important. And I'd love to help guys out there, especially nothing against women. I know they need this as well, but primarily guys out there. I've heard so many people that just, like I said, they feel awful all the time. They're not performing. They're exhausted. They're tired. They're trying to pop supplements like crazy just to stay awake or drink tons of caffeine. They go down these rabbit hole trails of trying stuff out. Finally, they go to the doctor and they go, doc, what's wrong with me? And it all points back to low T. But I know just from everything that I've read, and I'd love your opinion on this, everybody has told me that you don't want to go synthetically have testosterone applied through a doctor or prescribed. You want to try to build it on your own because of all the downsides that could come with it. What are some of the early signs of low testosterone for guys that they can immediately notice it and pick up on it and start doing things to change it versus just being miserable for two or three or four years and then finally going to the doctor and being told they've got low testosterone? Well... You know, probably the one of the biggies is a little bit of a loss of libido. You know, you find this in both men and women. Um, sometimes you don't necessarily notice a loss of erectile function because many times that's more blood flow related. 
Um, that that's more of a canary in the coal mine right. for heart disease really than it is for, for low testosterone. A lot of, a lot of times once you, you know, get in the bedroom and get it on or whatever, like the, the erection isn't an issue as much as the actual ability to get motivated is an issue. So that's a biggie, a lack of competitive drive, lack of motivation, sometimes little things too, in addition to loss of libido, like you don't have to shave quite as frequently. That's one big one. You, uh, you don't recover quite as quickly and you also feel as though, you need excessive sleep to be able to recover because one of the most anabolic hormones in your body is present only in low amounts. In many cases, in guys who have low testosterone, estrogen dominance can occur. And so you'll notice a little bit of, of like man boobs um, or you'll notice, and I'm totally not not joking here, like you'll be a little bit more weepy. You'll be a little bit more effeminate because you have a high unopposed levels of, of estrogen. And so, yeah, it's really interesting. Um, but but there are there are some definite definite uh, precursors that come before you actually go into the doctor and get like a blood test or or say a, a urine test for testosterone levels. I think I just heard you say erectile dysfunction. That could be a, a very much a precursor more for heart disease in men than uh, than low testosterone. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, that's one of the things that happens because long before your your arteries clog, you lose some blood flow to like some arteries and veins and vessels in the legs. And so sometimes before you'll have like a heart attack, you will have an issue with erectile function. Man, I think I'd heard that before and it didn't even like register in my brain until I just heard you say it. But yeah, I definitely think I've heard that before and you brought it full circle. Not so much on the testosterone scale, but while we're here talking about low testosterone and that making you tired, uh, digging into the hidden causes of fatigue is something that I know you did um, a, a couple of write-ups on and a podcast on at one point that I found fascinating. I think there were five, if I'm getting that correct, five hidden causes of fatigue. Can you go through those uh, briefly with us and just talk through ways that we can hit higher levels of peak performance from being less fatigued? Five hidden causes of fatigue. Yeah, I, you know, I, I did write that article. I think that was a couple of years ago that I wrote that. And, and you know, I, I want to say that yeah, that, that may have been, I, th I think that was a podcast, not an article. I think it was a podcast with my friend um, Isaac Jones, I believe, is, is who I did that episode with. And in that episode, yeah, we, we talk about um, one big issue being chronic infections, you know, like... Uh, Lyme, for example, is, is one uh, one that, that you tend to see quite a bit um, popping up here and there. So like something like Lyme um, would be one one that I know that we talk about. And that's something that in some cases you'll know because you've gotten like a tick bite and you have a big round circle next to that tick bite. And, and all of a sudden, a few weeks later, you, you're coming down with chronic fatigue. But there are other issues, too, in addition to uh, chronic infection like Lyme. So, for example... You can have a like a biotoxin issue that is a result of like mold and fungus exposure from some kind of, of uh, chronic inflammation due to mold and fungus in your home. You know, in which case you need to actually use like, uh, you know, ionizers and HEPA air filters and things like that in your home. You know, Lyme is a different skin to cat or cat to skin. That's that's something that, uh, that would probably be a, a whole new podcast. But I, I certainly have done episodes on Lyme before, too. You know, DNA issues, especially. Yeah, I just told my wife last weekend that we've got to get our home tested for mold. Just the more and more I hear about it, and could be nothing, right? It could be nothing in our home. Just the more and more I hear about it, I'm like, we got to get this place mm -hmm. tested for that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, no, I, I think it's it's certainly valuable to do. Um, you know, an, another one would be, you know, there's uh, this this concept of methylation and. What I mean by that is, uh, you know, some people will be under methylators, some people will be over methylators. 
But methylation, it's kind of a, a complex process, but basically it's this idea that there are certain genetic mutations that can affect your ability to, to methylate. And that is associated with chronic fatigue. And in many cases, you'll have low amounts of folate and low amounts of vitamin B in your system from a lack of proper methylation. So in many cases, people who have genetic defects related to their methylation cycle need to supplement with higher amounts of vitamin B12 specifically and something called methyl tetrahydrofolate. So that would be another example of, of you know, a hidden cause of fatigue. ATP function and the ability to utilize oxygen to generate ATP, uh, specifically via the mitochondria, is another issue. Mitochondrial dysfunction is something I've talked about a lot on the show. You talked about Dr. Mercola. You know, we discussed yeah. how, how that can be associated with, uh, for example, you know, uh, cancer. You know, that, that can be one thing that can cause this type of... Uh, type of uh, mitochondria issues. But the thing with uh, with mitochondria is if you have, say, you know, low amounts of endogenous antioxidants or, you know, you, you have, let's say, like a, uh, you know, presence of, of low amounts of oxygen or you aren't uh, properly hydrated with good water that's going to give you both intracellular and extracellular Hydration, you know, if you uh, say uh, have a very, very high sugar intake, and so your mitochondria are presented with uh, with a high amount of free radicals based off of, of glucose consumption, all of these things can cause mitochondrial dysfunction. And since those are the batteries or the energy powerhouses of your cells, um, that also can cause some some serious issues. So I would say mitochondrial function would be would be another one um, that that you'd certainly want to want to pay attention to. And then uh, if, if there was one more, I think we talked about there was like the gut, just basically you know, everything from, you know, that I, we were just talking about a little bit ago, like, you know, dysbiosis, yeast, candida, fungus, you know, in many cases you can have, you know, high testosterone and you can have good mitochondrial function, good methylation and, you know, no, no presence of like Lyme or other biotoxins. And you can still be having issues because you've got dysbiosis in the gut. So that can certainly be, be another issue as well. So since you mentioned it, I'll go ahead. I, I didn't know if I was going to handle this just for our, our amount of time here today. But one of the things that I made sure that I wanted to talk to you about was just cell growth and mitochondria hacks, just how to discover more peak performance through what you said are the batteries of our cells. And there's so little information just in the public out there. I know guys that are doing all types of testing and things like that, like you are, uh, are in the know about this. But so many guys out there are just bogged down because it could point back to just mitochondrial health. What are just some simple, quick, I don't want to say quick and easy things and just minimize it because I know it's extremely complex, but what are some simple things that you're doing each day for specifically targeting mitochondrial health and growth in that area for those batteries? Um, you know, for mitochondria, there's a lot of little things that can help, but, but light is actually a pretty good cue for mitochondrial function. So I'll do like infrared sauna every day. I try and get good sunlight exposure every day. Um, chlorophyll is really, really good. So good intake of our dark leafy greens, uh, chlorella, things of that nature. Good water intake. Um, you know, I drink really good, clean, uh, filtered and structured water to to assist with my. Yeah, I know you and Mercola talked about that a lot uh, yeah. on, on the show, and and maybe some things you were doing that maybe he had advised to do just a little bit differently. And so many people don't think about that either when it comes to water. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, you know, and then as you know, as far as uh, mitochondrial function goes, let me think of if there are there are some other some other biggies here. You know, we we talked about uh, some of the anti aging protocols, and a lot of those are very very similar. 
uh, to, uh, you know, what, what they do for mitochondria is very similar to what they do for anti-aging. So we're talking about doing things like NAD precursors, sirtuin rich foods, um, you know, controlling blood sugar with things like bitter melon extract and, you know, or, or metformin or things along those lines. Um, those are also really important. And then, um, you know, a lot of people will do things like hyperbaric oxygen, which can have a pretty decent effect, brief amounts of like, um, you know, basically a, uh, you know, like hypoxia, you know, utilizing like, like hypoxic training scenarios and elevation training, but in, in a little bit more, uh, you know, smaller amounts, you know, so you're just getting that, that hormetic effect. And so, yeah, there's, there's a, there's a lot of little things that you can do, but ultimately for, for the mitochondria, it comes down to, in my opinion, paying attention to, to four variables in addition to good exercise and good nutrition and those four variables are air, light, electricity, and water. I really think that those are probably the the areas that a lot of people neglect, you know, and, and they, they just, you know, train right and eat right. But if they're not like, you know, breathing really good, filtered, clean air, and they're not getting, you know, good, good exposure to high amounts of blue light in the morning and UVA and UVB and near infrared and far infrared, and not drinking really good clear water. And then, you know, another big one is bombarding the body with non-native EMF, like, you know, Wi-Fi signals and Bluetooth signals and a lot of things that we know can can interfere with mitochondrial function. You know, when you add all that up, it can become an issue. So Awesome. Well, as we get ready to wrap up the podcast here, the last thing that I think could help my listeners, which are primarily going to be athletes, coaches, business executives, and entrepreneurs, people in highly active roles that are dealing with lots of stress, is just the issue of inflammation and breathing. I know that that's uh, just yesterday. In fact, I was driving down the road listening to one of your, maybe one of your recent podcasts where someone was talking about using um, altitude training and actually having to use a bag, saying if you don't use a bag, you're not getting that CO2 built up there. But basically breathing, how important it is to reduce inflammation in the body by breathing, you know, Wim Hof, your method, other people's methods, whatever. Why, it may sound like a stupid question here, but I've got a purpose for it. Why is breathing so important for the active male or female today, but for the active male undergoing lots of stress to just remember to breathe and remember to reset that parasympathetic nervous system to hit those higher levels of performance and just last longer each day? Well, the main thing is that you have baroreceptors in your chest that will upregulate cortisol production in response to short and shallow breathing. And so a big, big part of it is to uh, engage in deep breathing from the belly as much as possible uh, so that you skip those baroreceptors. And when you do that, you oxygenate the body more. We know that when you breathe through your nose, especially you get better humidification and oxygenation of the air and you actually activate, you know, what you mentioned, your parasympathetic nervous system, your rest and digest nervous system. So you shut down the fight and flight reaction quite a bit. You get a decompression of the spine. Uh, so, so it elongates the spine when you breathe properly, when you expand the rib cage. Um, there are some really good books out there, you know, about how to breathe the right way. There's a good one called uh, Body, Mind, and Sport by John Duyard. Uh, there's a newer book coming out from Macmillan Publishing in December, I believe. Uh, and I think that one's just called uh, Breathe. There are even breathing systems like uh, Brian McKenzie's Performance Breathing or uh, Wim Hof's. You know, Wim Hof's, uh, I, I forget the name of his program, but he has a program for breathing. And there are practices, you know, like I'm a huge fan of, for example, uh, kundalini yoga, you know, for, for learning good breath work and, and using breath is almost like a hack. And you can even get into like, a, you know, psychedelic states using things like holotrophic breath work. And, you know, there are a lot of different forms of breathing that you can do, but for stress, especially it just comes down to bypassing that shallow chest breathing. 
Yeah, I, I thought it was amazing whenever I first started hearing a lot about breathing and how breathing could be beneficial because I'm like, man, okay, I'll skip that. Let me go into the supplements and all the other like actual like things that you can do that actually, you know, you ingest or you take or you do as far as light therapy, whatever. I'm like, that's what's going to help with all this stuff. It has been amazing to me to learn about breathing and how that does just reset, like you said, the parasympathetic nervous system and how it takes the inflammation down in the body and how if you do it almost like in a hyperventilation type way, I'm not telling people to go out and hyperventilate, by the way, uh, put a medical disclaimer here, but if you do it in a hyper, almost a hyperventilating type of way where you're taking in a lot more oxygen and letting out very little of the CO2 that you're letting out, I mean, it gives you this euphoric state that I don't care what you're stressed with to some degree you can reset in a moment or in about a minute, you can reset. And so that's been huge for me to learn with the people that I'm coaching or the people that uh, that are just dealing with stress day in and day out. Speak to us uh, here at the end about inflammation, why more people aren't talking about inflammation, how that can help from everything from the veins in our body and the capillaries delivering blood to just overall better performance through reducing inflammation with things like curcumin and other spices and things like that that you've tested. You know, as, as far as inflammation is concerned, it is not bad. It's a natural reaction. And when I talk about hormetic stressors like radiation and cold and heat and exercise, they all produce mild amounts of inflammation that cause the body to upregulate our, our endogenous production of antioxidants and to basically become, you know, in the words of, of Nassim Tlaib, uh, who wrote the book Anti-Fragile, less fragile. But when it comes to excessive rampant chronic amounts of inflammation, just like excessive rampant chronic amounts of cortisol, it can cause long-term damage, specifically catabolism and loss of lean muscle, storage of fat, uh, because the body will store fat when it is stressed out for, for times of need. It's just a, a, a natural ancestral mechanism. You tend to get uh, vascular damage, uh, both, both nerves and, and blood that can cause uh, pain. You know, things like back pain may not be due to uh, compressed vertebrae as much as just due to uh, overall chronic inflammation from lack of sleep, stress, uh, poor foods or foods that are high in inflammation, such as processed sugars or, or vegetable oils, uh, excessive exposure to inflammatory compounds like exercise or, or like too much heat or too much sun exposure or, you know, just too much calorie exposure. There are all sorts of things that can cause excessive inflammation. But typically the idea is that you live, you want to live a lifestyle that presents fewer unnatural stressors while putting natural stressors into the body in small amounts, right? So what I mean by that is you would avoid lots of things like, you know, uh, you know, heavy amounts of Wi-Fi exposure, heavy amounts of exposure to industrial pollutants and household cleaning chemicals and, you know, personal care products that are full of ingredients that you can't pronounce. You would be careful with subjecting your body to loads that our ancestors might not have experienced, such as pounding the pavement for three-hour runs, you would avoid, uh, you know, foods like the foods that are high in processed sugars and starches and vegetable oils, etc. Uh, yes, including that that bag of sugar snap peas from the healthy food section of the of the airport newsstand. That if you look at the label, is basically full of a canola oil and b cane sugar. So you know, a lot of these things can fly under the radar. And then you also put natural anti-inflammatories into your body that cause a mild hormetic stress uh, that that causes your body to bounce back and become stronger. We're talking about things like like uh, wild plants that are bitter and have some toxins and some poisons in them, but that actually, when consumed, help your body to get stronger. Uh, yes, uh, 10 buckets of kale, uh, it's horrible for your thyroid and for your digestive tract. A, a bunch of kale is actually, you know, good. A small bunch of kale and a smoothie in the morning. Um, you know, turmeric, curcumin, fish oil, uh, garlic, ginger. Nature is chock full of good natural anti-inflammatories that, again, 
when consumed in moderation, not in excess. There's actually evidence they can cause an aging effect when consumed in excess because they shut down your body's own endogenous antioxidant production and you almost become dependent on these things, you know, like vitamin C and vitamin E and high-dose antioxidants. So there's a law of diminishing returns, but small amounts of natural stressors combined with absence of unnatural stressors is, I think, a really good one-two combo for keeping inflammation at bay. Ben, thanks so much for your time here today and helping us all be better on the travels to four peak performance that we're going to here. Where can we steer more traffic your way out in the world of either social media or your website? Where can we best find you and uh, look up your resources out there? Well, I suppose the best thing to do is just go to uh, go to bengreenfieldfitness.com. That's where you can find uh, most of what I do. So, yeah, that's that's where I would start. Yeah, I love it. All your podcast resources, papers, everything's over there, all the testing that you're doing. It's just a, it's, it's a world of... Uh, I could spend all day on it, but uh, thanks so much for your time here today. I know you're a busy guy, and we certainly appreciate it and uh, look forward to seeing your continued success and and following you out there on the different testing that you're doing to make us all better. Cool. Thanks for having me on, man. Thanks, Ben. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, guys. I loved having Ben on the podcast today, and I hope you guys took a ton away from this. Remember to head over to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I. Click on their green juice mix and enter the code SUCCESS101 for a big discount on their awesome, awesome product. If you want to connect directly with me or my team, shoot us an email to info at success101podcast, or you can connect with me in the world of social media on Facebook and Instagram under the name at success101podcast. I'll catch you guys on the next episode of the Success 101 podcast. Until then.